Okay, our next panel is going to be focused actually on graphite and a little bit of nickel. Matt, you have been on Rockstock Channel. We talked about, I think, graphite's dirty little secret, you know, artificial, synthetic being dirty and natural being clean. In battery day in 2020, nickel stocks rose on mine more nickel, graphite stocks rose but in the last year or so, the shine has been off nickel and graphite and really has only been on lithium. But you think graphite's poised to follow lithium. Why? Help us in a short period of time. It's yeah. a very nuanced industry. Like when's the graphite price going to start moving? And when are these graphite stocks going to be exciting again? On our scoreboard, all but one are natural graphite stories. And the one, you know, yeah. Novonics is the synthetic one that had a gigantic run, you know, but has since come in like 70 or 80%, but still has a very yeah. high valuation. But uh, yeah, talk about so, natural so, graphite specifically. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things that I think people don't understand because graphite is not a, a globally quoted price is that Chinese graphite has already been running been running for probably the last six months or so with a possible uh, a small sort of out in uh, in December, January. But flake graphite price has been very strong in China over the last six months or so. And even spherical prices have, have been pretty robust as well. So, you know, we, we have a situation in graphite where it's very much a, a, a two-level industry. If we push artificial slash synthetic graphite to the side and we focus on the on the natural flake uh, and the reason that we we focus on the natural flake is that the it's going to be a real struggle for the artificial graphite industry to to really catch up with demand and whereas you know batteries over the last sort of five ten years have uh, featured an awful lot of artificial slash synthetic graphite going forward we will need a, 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 a higher proportion of natural flake graphite, naturally derived graphite, because the artificial graphite sector with its um, quite power intensive uh, profile uh, and it's not particularly environmentally friendly factors is going to struggle to to maintain supply growth. So we, 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 we rely on natural graphite to that up. And if we look at the industry, what we've got really is two tiers. So in the first tier, you're, you're mining the natural graphite out of the ground and concentrating it to a 94, 95% uh, concentrate grade. And then in the second tier, you are purifying that, micronizing it, and then forming it into uh, spheres to be used for, for battery grade, so anode grade material. And it's really the second tier where we see, if you'll excuse the horrific pun, the big black hole emerging. We're just not seeing enough projects coming on outside China. You know, on our, uh, on our radar screen at the moment, I think we did a, a big study beginning of last year. I think we had 12 or 13 projects. Two more have been added since then. We need all of those to come into production on time and on budget if we're going to to fill the gap and experience in the industry over the last five or six years has suggested that probably only 30 to 40 percent of those will come in on time um so we really are looking at a, a very major risk that that we won't fill that gap and as a result uh, graphite prices will rise and the graphite industry is quite complex in terms of 
uh, getting to that battery grade spherical graphite. And it's more a, a sort of chemicals industry than a mining industry. And it, it certainly has been an issue in the Western world to actually, you know, get projects to that level, to get to the specifications where the projects are actually producing to specification on a consistent basis. Uh, and that's what we need to happen. And we need it to happen kind of yesterday if we're going to fill in that gap. So so that's really the issue with the with the graphite space. When do you see that shortage emerging? It depends how fast uh, the growth goes, how much material can come out in China, but it could start to emerge over the next 12 to 18 months. We've already seen the, the growth in graphite materials, uh, anode materials demand out of China, and we're just not seeing enough midstream capacity going on. You know, there's a couple of projects there's one in Sweden, there's one in, in the US, which uh, are at, you know, advanced piloting stage, but they're still a couple of years away from commercial production. And then there's a number of players that have pilot plants under development in production. Uh, but again, you know, you're a couple of years away from commercial production. And if the industry continues to expand as rapidly as we're expecting it to, um, then those gaps are going to start emerging quite fast. I'd like to ask, uh, we had Jigger Shah on the program uh, and they just loaned money for the processing of Syra has a Mozambique flake graphite mine. And then in Louisiana, they're doing the processing. So they've been yep. producing from Mozambique for a period of time. And Jigger Shah indicated that that Mozambique mine can grow quite rapidly. And I think he, if I remember correctly, he said a, a very large percentage, like a 25% of US demand mm -hmm. for national graphite can be just from that one mine. So I remember looking at Syra, I don't know, five or eight years ago, and there was always this, you know, that 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 scared the whole market, the, the flake graphite mm -hmm. market. So a question on that, but also a question when I think about flake graphite kind of being like spodumene, right? Can you sell like, I mean, I think Syrah is selling to China for now, you know, before it's going to be redirected here. So uh, is there a scope for just flake graphite mines without going downstream into either spherical or coated spherical? Um, you know, okay. It, okay. Uh, so second question first. Uh, yes, there is. And, you know, up till sort of two or three years ago, anode material or, or, or flake graphite for anode material was a very small percentage of the graphite industry um you know there are there are many other major applications of, of graphite that are key industrial applications in the world so yes there is demand for that but obviously as um we ratchet up upstream supply for the anode industry we do run the risk that we start to overload those industries uh, or, or those applications um the way that we look at flake graphite is we divide it up into baskets, size baskets. So really in the past, the, the focus of graphite mines has been on, on very large basket sizes, jumbo and super jumbo. And these have very, very specific applications in industry. Now, the focus for the anode materials industry is really on, on the small to medium flake size. Um, so, so that's the sort of projects that we're trying to maximize here. And as we 
we bring those projects on, they will be producing material in the jumbo and super jumbo and other flake sizes. So there is the risk that as you ratchet up production, you're overloading the other applications of, of graphite. So, you know, I, I've said, uh, and I, I, I've said on many occasions, we don't have a shortage of of upstream graphite assets in the world. There, there is a fair amount of upstream graphite assets. The shortage is really in the midstream space in so far as you're, you're transitioning out of being a mining asset into being a chemicals asset, but you've got to produce this stuff to spec on a consistent basis. And it's complex. It's very, very complex. And that's really uh, where we're where we're coming up short. And the, the SIRA downstream asset in the US was one of the two assets I cited as being in the advanced sort of piloting stage almost in the demonstration plant stage at the moment and you know there's one other asset in in sweden which is a quite an advanced stage um but apart from that everybody else is kind of at the pilot plant stage and and you're probably talking maybe two maybe three years away from commercial production and as we found in the lithium space you know starting up the asset isn't enough you have to get to a point where you're producing to spec over consistent basis and that's the that's the issue that takes time so that's what makes it makes it complex it's not enough to be producing spherical graphite you've got to be producing spherical graphite to the right spec and to the right with the right physical and chemical properties okay well this is a canada rock so we do have um one company two projects nouveau monde which uh matt you have graciously agreed to interview uh because your knowledge of graphite is is top notch and uh, i i remember uh, two years ago i read uh, a note that you had written which was kind of like graphite 101 it was like a 50 page uh note i think that's on your website also for free and if anyone is watching this um, that wants to dig deeper into graphite, I encourage you to look for that publication. Before we move on, just, you know, nickel, uh, what, what, any thoughts, uh, you know, how high can the nickel price go was a, a, a program we did last year, but um, I want to talk more on the, you know, there's dirty graphite, you know, and then there's clean graphite but there's also dirty nickel you know and clean nickel so if you could just talk about that aspect of the nickel market uh and we'll conclude on yeah that. i mean I, I think it's um it's very interesting i mean you know when you look at the graphite industry one of the attractions of the quebec assets um the natural flake assets is from an esg point of view that if you use thermal purification it can be driven by hydroelectric power. Um, so that's an awful lot cleaner, is an awful less uh, carbon or awful lot less carbon intensity. And for instance, if you use thermal purification in China, where the grid is 70 to 80% powered by hydrocarbons. And I think it's it's very similar to the sort of situation that we see in nickel. I mean, one of the problems that, that we're seeing in nickel at the moment from the ESG point of view is that a lot of the growth in, in nickel supply is going to come out of Indonesia. It's laterite uh, nickel. It's going to be um, made into nickel pig iron by smelting a very intensive pyrometallurgical process, which uses a lot of power. And, and the Indonesian grid is primarily coal as well. Um, and then there's, there's another process, which again uses a lot of power to take it up to 
cool intermediate products. And, you know, from our point of view, one of the attractions of the North American nickel space where you get these sulfide ore bodies, uh, which are much, much cleaner to, to process and um, don't use a double uh, pyramid process. So, you know, there's lots of opportunities in the North American nickel sulfide space to produce using a much cleaner processing um, similar to, to what we see in the graphite space. So I think, you know, the ESG opportunities of producing nickel in North America are, are certainly an improvement on the, the laterite double pyramid process that uh, a lot of OEMs have signed up to in Indonesia and China at the moment. Awesome. Thank you very much, Matt, and look forward to uh, having you interview some of our companies uh, later in this conference. Thanks a lot.